Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. Welcome to Believe in 76ers with your hosts, former 76ers point guard Eric Snow and two Sixers fanatics in Marcus and Tasia Dash. Believe in 76ers is presented by betonline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports contests, and events with first-to-market odds and lines. Find reviews and news for every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all your sports information from live in-game betting, props, and futures. Head to BetOnline today or use your mobile device to join today and make your first sports bet. Use our promo code, that's BELIEVE50, B-L-E-A-V-5-0, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, where the game starts. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Believe in 76ers podcast. I'm Marcus Dash, here with former legendary 76ers point guard Eric Snow and my brother, Tage Dash. Gentlemen, a lot of, kind of a lot going on in the Sixers world this week, um, more so that compared to weeks past. Um you guys ready to get into it? Yeah, definitely. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. All right. So we kind of made mention of it last week, but more, more so it was a joke, but it finally happened. The 76ers have entered the Kevin Durant sweepstakes. Um, and these reports uh, that the Sixers and Kevin Durant have mutual interest with each other. Coincidentally, happens a couple days after Ke- uh, Kevin Durant and James Harden were seen at the Travis Scott concert together. Uh, we kind of made a joke about that last week. And then like the day later, that actually happened. The the, uh, the reports came out. So two part question here. Uh, first question: Do you think this is legit, or are we being leveraged for a bigger deal? And B: Do you think we have enough to trade for Kevin Durant? Well, one, I think if you're talking about Kevin Durant, I think they'll try every team <laughs> to try to see you know what's the best option. So I don't, I would think a, a guy of his status that every team would technically be in play, um, whether it's likely or not. You know who knows. Um, but, you know, I think we, we have enough. I, I don't think it's, I think from, from my standpoint, we have enough. I, I'm not sure if we have enough from the, the net standpoint. Um, cause I just can't see, 
what they would do if I, without trying to get Joel. And I just don't, you know, I just, um, you know, if you're going to do the Kevin Durant and not take back Joel, um, I, I don't see why they would do that. But I guess it could be done without him. I'm sure it can be done without him. I just don't think it's likely without him. Mm-hmm. Unless that's the only deal. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Something they're pressed to the end and that's the only deal I think it can be done. I, it's just going to come down to how hard KD is going to press, um, you know, not showing up or whatever. I mean, how hard is he going to press kind of depends on the type of deal that they would take. Yeah. I think the blueprint's been laid out by, uh, you know, Ben Simmons, James Harden last year. So the blueprint's kind of there for Kevin Durant to kind of uh, go into that if he wants to. Uh, Tasia, what, what are your thoughts on uh, this Kevin Durant sweepstakes? Um. It wouldn't shock me if it were being used as leverage so he can go to Boston or Miami because those were the two most notable names we heard for a while. Um, some problems to note, though. One is that the Nets apparently want Marcus Smart included in the Boston deal, but Durant wants to play with Smart if he goes to Boston. So that's a problem. I mean, it could be a hiccup. could be solved with an extra pick thrown in there. I don't know. Maybe. Uh, sure. But uh, right now it's a speed bump. Two, Miami doesn't want to deal Butler or Bam, which seems like a major issue for the Nets because I would assume they don't want a deal of Duncan Robinson, Tyler Hero, and Kyle Lowry because what the hell would that do them? Absolutely nothing. Um, and then it comes down to us. Like you said, the timing is peculiar. Uh, no one ever – people speculated that we were in the mix, but it comes out officially as they hang out together a concert which is kind of funny um duran is extremely close to pj tucker i heard it's, it's actually one of the uh, one of the most i think he's closest maybe to one of him like one of the most closest players to tucker off the court um and then i see the appeal as far as having enough to trade that stuff we don't have the picks what i've the most popular ones i've seen on twitter are Trade the 20, 2029 first and then remove the protections off the 2027 first rounder. So that'd be like a pick and a half because they already have protections on the 27th rounder. Um, so you got Maxi, Thibel, Harris for salary purposes. Remove the protections of the 27, give them the 29. The question for you guys, would you guys rather have that package or would you rather have Jalen Brown, Derek White in like, three picks. I mean, I don't know where they're going. I mean, I, I think if you want to, to me, if you want to compete right now, I think the Sixers package would put them in better position to compete right now. I would think yeah. so. Um, I so, heard they do want to compete now. I heard they want yeah. future, but they also want to stay in contention right now. They want to compete. So, yeah, I mean, I I, I think that's better than what the Boston offer that you just named. I believe that's better. If you swapped out Derek Wright for Marcus Smart, I still think it's better. If you get into the three guys, I, I think I think it's better. Yeah, I mean, Maxi on a rookie deal, Thibel pretty much got like one year left. So they have to figure out what they're going to do with him. He still has value though. And then, I mean, you have to have someone to go. What about Harris? Negative value. You have to have someone equal to money. I mean. Like, yeah. someone's got to equal Durant's big salary. It's not going to be a guy in a rookie contract. That's the perk. So, you know, I mean, Harris only got two years left. It's really not that much anymore. Um, 
and he helps you compete. He, he takes Durant's spot on the roster. Literally, you just swap him out, right? Um, I love Jalen. I'm a big Jalen Brown fan, but what people don't realize is his contract's coming up too, and he's been a bargain. So he's not going to look to discount anything anymore. He's going to ask for a lot. So you're not getting you. You think you're getting Brown at this discounted price? That's only for a year, and then you got to pay him Durant money for not Durant. So that's a little tougher for me. And Max, you have you know what two three years three years to figure that out. I, I, mean, I like I, this. I mean, I, I think for. It really, but with them, it also depends on what they do with Kyrie or what you know that situation. Um, but I think, you know, in in some ways, they could look at Jalen Brown as a, you know, a plug and play guy. I mean, he's obviously, you know, Kevin Durant's a better basketball player, but Jalen Brown's an All Star player as well. Yeah, absolutely. So just you know, you're looking at a guy like that, um, and then you get a, an additional player, and an ox. So I can see why they're they're shooting for a guy like Margaret Smart because they don't have anyone like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you can kind of fill that void too and bring a different intangible to your team uh, and a winning intangible to your team. So I can see how them adding him and Marcus Smart would be better than the Sixers deal, um, especially depending on the picks, uh, because they are two, two starters, two legit starters on a, you know, runner-up championship team. Absolutely, yeah. Smart, Kyrie, Jalen Brown, TJ Warren. Who's their I, mean, I, I think outside of us, most people would say the Boston offers better because um, outside of us and Sixer fans, um, they don't, you know, they, they wouldn't value the Sixers players as much as we do. Yeah, especially Maxie. We, we definitely value Maxie more than other other people do um it's starting to go around though that that, that fires but not like that though i mean not yet yeah we gotta no. wait before he gets to that you know kind of looked at it from that standpoint i mean yeah. he comes out firing and averaging 23 24 a game that durant uh, if, if he doesn't get traded by the season that could easily be okay we'll take maxi i mean you have a future all-star let's let's why not so yeah uh-huh. Um, if you guys had to uh, kind of make bets on where Durant will will be uh, by um, by uh, All Star break, what, what, what do you think they'll? I have no clue. No, man, I have I no really clue. Man. I, I don't. I don't think it's. I, I don't know. I, I think I, if I if I was a betting guy now, I would probably bet that it may be a team that hasn't been mentioned. Yeah, the field. Yeah, yeah. I mean, how to be someone he wants to go to right too because if you're going to trade for a guy no one wants to be that Kawhi rental anymore for like toronto was i mean they run a ring that's great but it doesn't sound very appealing so i mean if he's saying i have three teams i want to go to figure it out that's that's why it's taking so long because there's only yeah. so much to trade from those teams and if you said by the season starting i i'd say the Nets, even though that rumor came out about him retiring and whatnot, even though he said that's well, ridiculous. Um, but I, I'd say start of the season, I would say the Nets, um, just because I don't see them rushing to to do this. I I, I just don't. See I, I think they I think they get it done before camp. If I had to guess, I would say they get it done. Really, camp. you think so? I, I think well, I, I think with the Kyrie situation and the Ben situation, I think they go into camp. Um, with the team that they want to have. I, I don't think they go in with that black cloud and, 
changing the team and the chain team changing the middle of the year again. I just think they get it done before then. Yeah. And Tobias Harris is a very good team guy. I mean, uh, I know that's not why you trade for somebody, but coming off all this disastrous moves that the Nets have been dealing with, dealt with Harden, dealt with Kyrie, dealt with uh, KD, um, um, dealing with Simmons, you know, even though he's been good for them, but that whole group text thing, um, getting a guy like Harris, who's a, a, a consummate professional, as Stephen A would say, is is just, it's a great, it's a you know breath of fresh air to bring that guy along who is not going to give you any trouble um, at all and, and just fill in a, you know, a good 20 and eight role on, as a four. I will say it's funny if, if this trade does happen, um, we'll retrade um, Maxi Thibel and Tobias to Brooklyn, you know, it'd be funny. Ben Simmons is surrounded by the team that he left. Uh, <laughs> yeah, pretty funny. Yeah, so, so, so the Brooklyn Sixers. Yeah. <laughs> the everyone, Brooklyn. but everyone, but MB. Pretty much, yeah. If we're the if we're the Philadelphia Rockets, then they got to be the Brooklyn Sixers. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Simmons always wanted to be the guy on that Sixers. Team. Saying they would technically have more more former players than, than us, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you count Curry too, then yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Damn, that's crazy. Yeah, that'd be the. You know, the Nets guy be thinking that too. They're like. We can't become the 2021 Sixers. This is, we can't we we can't become the 2021 Sixers minus Embiid. We can't do that. That's not we, we saw what happened. That didn't win. Um, <laughs> well, minus Embiid plus you know TJ Warren and Kyrie. That's not bad, but mm. yeah, it's not, not winning it either. It's not yeah. not bad. Is not um, what they want. Uh, what's McCallis? Um, is um the guy from Utah with them also? Royce O'Neal too. Yeah. Neal? Yeah. 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 Yeah, they they they, they look, man. They made some good pickups this offseason. They got a lot of guys. Yeah, they um the Nets could um they make the right move. <laughs> they still be in there. Yeah. <laughs> I think that'd be, I mean, if you did that trade, it'd be a very interesting team. I I think they have a lot of talent. Um, kind of a mishmash of players, but if they did have they had Kyrie, Maxi, Royce O'Neal, Joe Harris, TJ Warren. Uh, Curry, um, that's that's a lot of guys. That's a, that's a lot of guys that throw out somebody. So yeah, will be interesting. Tobias, I mean, yeah, it's a really deep team. It's a deep team of a bunch of like twos and threes. I mean, except for Kyrie, but you know, who, I, can you count him at this point? We just seen a team very similar um, be the number one seed in the East last year. It's true. Yeah. Yep. It's true. Yeah, that would be interesting to see how that, that plays out. And also where Kyrie even goes to if he does get traded too. So, I mean, if they, want, if they want to get rid of Durant, and they can also probably get rid of Kyrie as well, try to get rid of kind of that, not the headaches, but guys who are causing problems within the organization. So, um, so uh, moving on to the next topic. Uh, so, there's been a schedule leak, and it wasn't uh, Woj or Shams dropping that. That was uh, James Harden who uh, dropped this uh, bombshell, the schedule yeah. leak. Um, so Harden bomb. Yeah, Harden bomb. Uh, Harden indicated the Sixers will have a Christmas Day game against the New York Knicks uh, this coming year. Um, and as fans, we love watching, you know, uh, unwrapping gifts and watching basketball, having it on the background. But as a player, Eric, how do you feel playing on a holiday? Home games are awesome. Road games are overrated. Playing on a holiday? Yeah, road games are overrated. Because um, you can't just go home and be with your family afterwards. You got to travel. Uh, yeah, and really, look, look, when we when I was with the Sixers, we were Disney on ice took over, 
So we were gone every Christmas. So we, I never played a home game on Christmas until I played for the Cavaliers. Um, and we, we never did it because we were always on the road for Christmas. Um, so it's, it's it, to me, it's overrated if you're on the road. Um, you know, Christmas dinner with your family waking up. Um, but if you're a home game, I mean, you can still wake up and the kids can have pre- like you still got a somewhat of a normal yeah. Christmas day. Um, yeah. Whereas on the road, you don't. So, I mean, to me, I, I think playing on the road is overrated. Um, on the, like I said, home game is awesome. You know, you, you uh, <clears throat> instead of watching games, you kind of you do everything you do in the morning, same routine and you get up and play a game and you can still watch games around it. Mm. Would you rather have the early game or late game on a holiday? Um, afternoon. Afternoon? Yeah, mid-afternoon, early game. You know, I've played at noon. I've played a little later. Um, they were they were staying. I guess, I guess playing in New different, York. Different with basketball because you don't have to be there technically as early, maybe as you do in football and some others like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you play a noon game and you – you technically can still get up early and have a Christmas morning with your children. I mean, you, you still can do that. You still have a lot of time and, and still be in your normal routine. Um, but I like to kind of get the day over and come back and have a dinner, Christmas dinner. But I know some guys, you know, like liked it at night because you have like the whole day, then you go play the game at night. Um so I can see where guys can say that too. I just prefer earlier games, but I always prefer earlier games on on the weekends. Um, over I guess later the New games. York like college, one. but like like I was in college, the best game to play in college was like a or like a two o'clock game. But the best game on Saturday, mm-hmm. you can wake up, have a normal morning, and have a normal night too. Have a night to yourself, and then you take usually get Sunday off, so you really got like a day and a half off. Mm-hmm. But if you travel, if you travel for a Christmas basketball game, you probably are not playing on the twenty sixth, right? Uh, we did before, I believe so. Oh man, that's brutal. I, I think we were in LA. If we can look it up, the um, not the year after we went to the finals, I believe we played the Lakers and then the Clippers the next day. Uh, oh man, yeah, wow. Um, if that's if it wasn't the next day, I believe it was two days later. But I know it was. It was on the same trip, but I believe it was the next day. I'm not certain. I think nowadays they don't have you do that, but when I play, yeah, they would they would have done that in a heartbeat. Yeah, they didn't care. Scheduling was so much tighter. Yeah, complaints didn't matter back then. No. I guess the New York was December 2002. Uh-huh. Was that December 2002 or was that 03? It would it would have been 01, 02. 01, 02, Okay. So it was still December of 2001. Okay. Looking that up real quickly. Uh, so I guess, yeah, uh, it looks here that on the twenty, so you twenty fourth at LA, twenty fifth at the Clippers. Yes, yeah, so Lakers, Clippers, twenty fourth, twenty fifth, and then you had two days off, and then you played uh, the Nuggets on twenty seventh. Yeah. Uh, so I thought it was back to back. Yeah, man. Oof. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Not only did they give us a Christmas game in in in. You know, L.A. gave us a game the next day. Man. I guess with Boston – or not Boston. I guess New York and Philly, though, 
you do play the early game at noon. I mean, you could you could get back to Philly pretty quickly. After I mean, the, that. The, the the New York game is actually not a bad game for Christmas Day because it's New York City, and that game is always incredible. Mm-hmm. Even whenever you play in New York City, is an awesome experience. Um, on the Christmas Day, um, then you can take the train back and be back, you know, much faster than going through the whole flying back and all of that. So uh, yeah. um, even though you didn't wake up at home, yeah, you can still get back at home at a reasonable time to have somewhat of a day, mm-hmm. uh, at least a, a, a Christmas dinner or something. Uh, maybe open presents a little later, like you're still getting back uh, where you can do some of the things that you do, whatever you, you do in your family at home. So that's not a bad trip. You know, you know, even maybe Boston is maybe not even bad trip. Somewhere close like that. Or, yeah. Then, you North, know, Northeast. Pretty good. Yeah, those are bad trips mm. to, to if from Philly, from Philly standpoint. Well, what, what about uh, how, how are Thanksgiving's uh, um, for you? Uh, if it, on games on days you have a, a Thanksgiving away is probably probably rough, right? The, the away Thanksgiving game. Yeah, I mean, I had a lot of them, but we didn't really play on Thanksgivings. But I had a lot of um, games the day after Thanksgiving. Mm. Um, I, I, you know, because we were usually gone for Christmas, we weren't usually gone for the whole Thanksgiving break. We were probably gone the day before or the day after. Um, if we played the day after, we would usually leave a little later. So you may leave usually, we would usually leave around two or three o'clock, somewhere around there. We would fly out. Um, and on that particular day, you would just leave later, um, probably you know, six, six, five or six or seven o'clock, depending mm-hmm. on where you were going. And at that time, it was usually not a West Coast trip. So it was somewhere within a couple hours. That's not bad. But you just left a little little later on that Thanksgiving day. Yeah, yeah. The traveling during the holidays, man. Yeah. Well, as a fan, I, I'm I'm really going to enjoy it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's always good to have it on the background, you know. Open up the gifts or cleaning up, uh, you know, during the cleanup portion of it. Um, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't know. I'm more excited about that Christmas game or the other league, the opener against Boston. Yeah. Both yeah. going to be really, really fun. That's at Boston, right? I don't know where it's at. I, I be at it, it'll be, it'll be, it, it, they all have Boston play. They won't have Boston play on the road. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that, I, I, I can't remember the last time we had the opener on the, on the opening night. It's been, been a long time. Yeah. yeah. I, can't, I can't even remember. Feels like it at least. Yeah, because I, 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 it's you. It's usually it's, Boston gets that game a lot. Whether it's back in the day when Cavaliers or uh, or the Heat were playing, they they would get the uh, they would play against whoever was. Yeah, but they used to play. They used to have a lot more games that day. Mm-hmm. Now it's just those two games. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it was opening day, and then you had a lot of games. It was just which games were on television, right? The TNT. <laughs> but game. now it's like it's just those two games. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That'll be uh, that'll be fun. I, I'm glad you know that the 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 national the networks are giving us uh, more more airtime and giving us more games. I, I love those two right there. And that's that's amazing. Good. That means I think we're going to be good. Yeah. <laughs> <Usually>. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not so much a league pass reliant this year. 
Um, yeah. <laughs> so going from Harden, you know, breaking the news about uh, our, our schedule for Christmas. Um, there was also some clips of Harden again doing some pickup basketball at the Rico with Rico Hines. Um, and the interesting one uh, was the fact that he was playing with uh, our backup center, um, Charles Bassey, or, you know, competing for the backup center spot. Um, and it kind of shows that, that that he has a couple of lobs to Charles Bassey, and it looks like they're really getting chemistry together. Um, so my question is, for a young backup big, how important is it, how important is it for uh, Bassey um, to kind of gain this development while playing along with uh, James Harden, especially when we have a vacancy at the backup five position? I mean, it's, it's, it definitely helps. Um, you know, you play with you're playing with James um, and you're playing basketball, so you're getting some reps in, and then you're playing with a guy that um, that can help you and can help the chemistry as far as how the team plays, how he plays. Uh, so it, it's definitely helpful. Uh, and, and and I know Rico um, and how he runs his 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 games. Um, they're, they're more game like. And they play with a shot clock. I mean, they play with things things that you don't traditionally play with and pick up. But he tries to make a more game like they kind of play NBA rules a lot. So um, it's very realistic um, from that standpoint. I just think that you know, the more you can play, the more you can play with guys that you're going to be with during the season. It definitely helps. Okay, do you think this? Um, did we have our backup five in uh, Charles Bassey? Is that what uh, you think? Yeah. Training in that. Direction? I don't know the. If there's anyone to stay close to as a backup big, it, it's 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 probably James Harden. Um, if, if you're looking at a player, uh, learn his movements, see what he likes, what he wants you to do. If you get comfortable with Harden and he gets comfortable with you, it'll just make you look good, right? So we haven't signed a backup big yet. We haven't signed the veteran that we were kind of expecting for a while. So it looks like it'll be an open race for backup minutes between you know Paul Reed and Bassey, at least for now. So. If Bassey has great chemistry and develops that with Harden, um, it could definitely win him some more minutes when the actual when the season actually starts. Uh, maybe even take the job. So, I mean, who knows? Maybe Harden could turn Bassey into uh, to Philly Capella. Yeah, we are missing that guy. You know, we have enough Houston players, so instead of just getting them over here, we just turn one of our own players into that, right? So, you know, Bassey becomes. Uh... Good. I was gonna say, are, are you all? ruling out the signing of a veteran big or are they going to wait at this point they're going to wait to see how things are in training camp and all that stuff before uh, bringing on a veteran veteran big at this point like i said before until this whole kevin durant thing is is resolved um who knows yeah you're a part of it who knows what you're gonna have to take back so uh, we don't know i think they could eventually look to get someone but i don't i don't think it happens anytime soon and we have too many roster, uh, not roster spots. We have too many players, so mm-hmm. that's another thing we can't really sign. I mean, if we had signed some, we got to waive two guys at this point. So um, they're definitely preparing for some kind of move to get under that. Either it's you know waiving someone with non guaranteed money, or I, I I don't know, like three for one with Durant, and then they can sign someone. Yeah, I don't know. It's 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 weird because such a big player is left to be untraded. And like Eric said earlier, everyone wants in on that talk. So um, the rumors were, we were on the phone right away. So Maury's a very aggressive guy, man. So he, if he wants a player, he's going to put his best foot forward to get him. Yeah. 
And he, and he, and he likes big name guys too. So that's what, that's always been his MO to go for the, go for the big name yeah. guy and then figure it out later. The rants definitely fits to that bill. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. I didn't just a side note, by the way, I saw Moria at Philly camp. I don't know if you, you, you probably, I mean, you've probably seen him before in person, Eric. He's, he's a tall dude. Yeah. He's right. I didn't, I didn't realize he was that big. He was, he was towering over Philly play. It's uh Eagle player. I was like, damn, Maury. <laughs> yeah. He was towering over Sirianni. That's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> I want to Boston, Boston Scott's a smaller guy, but still it was like, yeah. Dude, those against offensive linemen next to Boston Scott. I was like, what the hell? Did, did, did Maury ball? Did he, did he play basketball? Or I'm he, not sure. Just a numbers guy. Just a, a waste of height numbers guy. <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I don't think so. But yeah, he doesn't strike me as a, as a basketball type. But you never know. You know back, he maybe got back up five minutes back in high school. <laughs> I have no idea. Certainly tall enough. Yeah. <laughs> um. Okay, so uh, with our final topic tonight, um, uh, so the, the set, I think this is we're coming to the end of the Ben Simmons saga finally after you know over a year. Uh, but the Sixers and Pitt Simmons have come to an agreement uh, for him to be paid a portion of the twenty million dollars that was withheld from him. Um, they've also come to terms where they will not disclose. That they're going to kind of keep that private. How much money he gets paid out? Uh, so it's smart. Something with that $20 million. But a lot of people online, a lot of journalists are talking about this may have some ramifications going forward. Um, so I have to ask you guys, what impact do you think this was going to have on the next CBA deal? Um, I think it's going to be huge. Um, but I don't think it's going to be necessarily one point. I think... Um, I think the the biggest thing coming from this is the the mental health part. Um, I think that's going to be because that's hard to kind of get a grab, you know, grasp of, Um, you know, when someone says that, or is there a certain, certain steps you got to take if this is the case? Um, Do you have to sit a certain amount of games if this is the case? And you know what I'm saying? I think that that's going to be a huge conversation and I don't know, how that's going to balance out or play out. Um, but, you know, the holding out and guys asking for trades, that's not new. I mean, it, that's always been kind of a, a you know, stickler for between the, the, the union and, and the league. That's, that's somehow they've kind of put things in place for that. Um, but guys are making a lot more money now and they can, <laughs> they can miss some more games. Um, so I, I do think that it's going to be huge, but I do not think it's kind of one thing. I think it's a combination of things that is going to have to be figured out. Tasha, what are your thoughts on the, uh, on kind of everything that's going on? I'm, I'm sure you've seen a lot of the tweets from a lot of the, the, the Philadelphia journalists who are pretty pissed off about this and saying it's going to be maybe a lockout next season because of this whole Simmons situation. Yeah, a lot of people are worried about a lockout. I mean, well, if we eventually hear the CBA can't be agreed upon because of certain issues, we'll know right away this this is probably one of them. Um, if their owners argue for less guarantees or some sort of assurances in the contract that players must get must play, don't get paid. But again, <laughs> the, the uh, mental health part throws a huge curveball into the whole thing because – I mean, if he does have valid reasons as per the contract, then he has valid reasons. So what are you going to do about that? Um, it's not just Ben, though. I mean, you're right. I mean, holdouts and stuff like that have happened forever. But 
I was hearing things about Kyrie's contract that he wants in his contract. He doesn't play more than 60 games, doesn't play in back-to-backs. I mean, I think that's – put that language in your contracts. It's pretty crazy. Um, at what point do we stop saying, you know, oh, see what you can see what you can get in your contract, see what you can pull off in there. Uh, no, no back-to-backs, don't play more than 60 games. But at what point do you start saying, show up and do your job, man? Like, I mean, come on. Like, I don't I mean, know. It's, 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 you know, you kind of, when you say it, Taze, you kind of almost talking from a um, league standpoint. Um, but I, I know I've been in those meetings that I've been in, you know, negotiating um, in real time. So I, I kind of know from a standpoint that, um, the league wants, especially the league ownership, they they want they, they want rules in place, so they have to kind of eliminate the the how many times they have to tell a player no. They want to not be able to do that. They want the 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 the, the agreement to do all of that. Yeah, because it's almost like they want to be their friends. Mm-hmm. Um, so. And the players, from a standpoint, is like, yo, you know, if you got a situation, you just make a decision. Like, it's in your team, like, make a decision. Like, the whole, um, I'll give you an example, the whole age limit. The league wanted in, and the players, we wanted in. We want guys to be, you know, we want to cut this age thing. It's getting, it's getting crazy. And our standpoint was, well, just don't draft them. Like, why do you have to have a rule in to prevent it? Mm-hmm. So it's almost like they want rules in to prevent them from themselves because you have some, like I said, that'll pay LeBron James a hundred million dollars a year. Some won't, but the rules are in to prevent them amongst each other more so than against the players in a lot of situations. So where it's going to be issues amongst the players and the league, it's also a lot of, issues amongst that league of how they see things. I, mean, I get that. I mean, yeah, I'm totally not, not the player's perspective. I, I, I can't, it's hard to be myself in those shoes, but, and you're not, I know you're not a big era guy, comparing era guy. Like they did this, then they did this now, but I mean, in what era ever, I mean, did you hear of guys asking in their contract negotiations, to not play more than 60 games and not play back to back to be in the contract. That just I mean, I, I mean, I know guys want it. Um, I can't particularly say a guy I know of a guy that asked for that. I do know guys that wanted that. <laughs> you know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they wanted to be able to, you know, not play, you know, like especially like when I was in the league and older guys kind of kind of say those things. Um I, I I do think now it's I feel it's kind of harder to negotiate that because of all the changes that has been have been made as far as the schedule, mm-hmm. um, not yep. you know limiting you know not playing any four games in five nights and limiting how many back to backs you got and travel and all of the different things that were put in place that supposedly giving you the option to play more games. Um, good, good, good I, compromise, I just, right? Huh? Say it again. It was a good compromise on the league's part to do that. Yeah, yeah. I'm just saying, like, so it's you know that's where guys that's where it kind of headed. Like guys were complaining about 
how often you play games and all of that stuff. And it was no restrictions on practice. I mean, we had two a days um, a week before the season started when I, when I was in Philly, Um, we were still doing two a days. Like it was no restrictions. Um, So I get it. I just, I just think that, like I said, it's the league kind of wants, you know, guidelines to protect themselves. Um, and I, you know, because if you let you really you let a couple guys do it, then this you really let everyone do it. I want the Kyrie so, contracts. Yeah, <laughs> yes. I want the I want the Kyrie. And, and then it's almost the one thing about the league is like once they kind of give players something, they like almost never give it back. Get it back, mm-hmm. which is why the dollar amount for Simmons is not public because yeah. they don't want all players to know he got back seventeen out of twenty million after not playing. Because other players, I'm not saying his mental health is true or false. I'm not going to get into that. But if you're another player and you know him, you're like, man, he was he was fucking, he was fine. Yeah, that's like the playbook. 17 back that's that's the playbook fine. right there. <laughs> and that that's a problem, um, yeah. you know. So they're, they're probably yeah. There's probably I mean, that's crazy. It's kind of interesting. I mean, I think you you know lockouts are never good. I mean, I went through actually three. Um, the first one was really short um it was um my going into my rookie year like right after the draft it was like a couple months and so we we couldn't contact the team it was like a couple months so so i don't even i didn't even they, they canceled summer league um i'm supposed to play in summer league they had canceled summer league and i don't think i didn't get to seattle until maybe late august or early september i hadn't talked to anyone until then um, and then rough, obviously the big, big lockout in 98, 98, 99. And then when I think we had another one that was, um, I can't remember, maybe 2004, three, whatever, five. We didn't miss any games, but it was a lockout part of that summer. Yeah. It's also kind of a power shift too, right? Like, I mean, guys – hold more power i think throughout the years they just hold more power every year right a little more it, it moves over just a little bit and now guys can like you said a minute ago guys wanted that to ask for, wanted to ask for no back-to-backs and 60 games but they wouldn't do that in the end right well i mean it's, it's, it's now guys different. can they they're like you know what I'm but it's also ask. different from a standpoint that um not that we didn't have unity back then it's just that now i think that they have more unity up top um, where I think that you have um, more players we had, you know, our top players are almost within a couple agents who kind of made decisions based on the status of those players. Mm-hmm, that's true. Um, you know, it was, it was agents that felt the same way as some ownership did pay the top players, everything you can pay them, pay everybody else the minimum. Like it was some owner agents that thought that way because all their players were what top players. Yep. yep. <laughs> so, um, so it was you had a lot more, you know, like different thought processes going on because of the the scale of of things. Where I think now um, it's a little more balanced as far as um, you know salaries and how things are are kind of seen and viewed. And I think that in their room. They have more top players in that room as far as negotiating. Uh, I don't know how much of a balance of 
top players, all-star players, average players, minimum players. Like, I don't really know their balance. Um, I just know that they have a lot more higher-end salary players that are heavily involved than we had um, when I played. It's funny, too, that you said the whole um, owners don't like saying no, or the league doesn't either way. League owners, they don't like saying no. They want to just be in the contract so they don't have to even talk about it. Yes. It's kind of like what I think Kyrie wants in getting that 60 games just written in there. Yeah. So when he's so when he's trying to do his little five-game hiatus, yes. he to, it won't yeah. be bottom yeah. line anymore. Be, you don't have to ask contract. any questions. This is what I'm doing. Like, it's mm-hmm. already defined. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yes. So when players are that way, then it comes down to, well, you get paid all this money. You know what I'm saying? And then yeah. so the players now say, well, you make all this money too. Yep. Yep. So Every, yeah, the books are the books are open now. Everyone knows yeah. what they make. So yeah, it's crazy stuff. It's going to be interesting. Yep. Can't wait. <laughs> well, Kyrie, you, know, you know, going to your boss and asking for you know negotiating. You know, that's what, that's what they do. You know, people go with their boss all the time. You know, I want I want a corner office. I want this. You can ask for it. it doesn't mean you're going to get it. But you know, there's nothing wrong with asking for it. Yeah, I mean, but it's but it's different. You know, you know, you look at it from that standpoint. It's very different. Like I don't I don't really view it as a corner room and he's the boss upstairs like I don't really view it like that I view it more of a corporation um doing business with another corporation mm-hmm. um and, and that's how I kind of see it so it's like do you want to continue to do business with this corporation gotcha. um and then from that standpoint you know because I just think everyone's their own they own their own company mm-hmm. the individual low companies yeah. You're saying that with, with the agreement between the league. Just and from a no, just from a team's players. perspective and a player. I uh, think okay. if you got 15 players and it's 15 corporations, it's no different than you know, you guys all do Apple. I don't do really do Apple iPhones and stuff like that, but you all do. But um if you look at an iPhone and you grab, it's like Apple doesn't make everything on there. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? This it's different companies and different pieces that produces that phone. Um, in order to have that phone, like every piece got to work. And those are different companies that are a part of that. Mm-hmm. Even though you do look at the final product is this. You look at the final product is the Philadelphia 76ers. That's interesting. The Philadelphia 76ers have, you know, 15 different corporations that they signed in order to make that team. So you don't see, so you never, you never saw it as employee employer. Um, I don't look at it like that. No. Is when that I was younger, you- when I was younger, I did. Okay. Um, but as I've gotten older, that, that's how I view it now. While you were playing, did it change your post-career? Did you were like, you know what? It wasn't like that. Probably, uh, I probably kind of viewed it like that towards the end of my career. I think okay. as I finished, I, I was able to articulate. Okay. You see what I'm saying? Do a lot of players see it that way too? Or do you think most probably players? Probably not. Okay. Probably, probably, I know a lot of older players didn't really view it like that. Um the guys nowadays might do it because they there's so much information, so much more information for them and examples yeah. that they can kind of Draw use. Um, I, I do think that they're they're so much more advanced in as far as their thinking and research and details than yeah. we were and should be though. You know what I'm saying with everything that's out there. Um, but yeah, that's I mean I I really do view it that way um, because it's. If someone, you know, if things doesn't go well for a particular person, you know, that's that affects him and his business. So if you go, I mean, you got to if you if you want that person to perform well, he has to have, 
and live well, perform well, he's going to have an accountant, financial advisor, trainer, chef. Um, you know, he could have all of these different people that he got to make sure that he's going to have an agent. Like all those people work for him. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So he's making decisions that they all work for him. Right. Sound like a corporation to me or a company to me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's interesting. I never, yeah, I never thought about it that way before. Yeah. Well, um, yeah. So it's gonna be interesting to see what happens with this. And Eric, that's a uh, the, the way the way you know that's that's a great soundbite for the, for the episode right there. The the whole employer and employee versus you know the uh, corporations and corporations. I I really like it because I I never really thought about it that way at all. And that's that goes for NFL. That goes for all all the sports. Yeah. Yeah, you're in business together, right? Yes. And you're, and you're and you're bringing a brand and you're bringing an audience with you too with whatever team you go to also i mean i think that's yeah. another aspect of it that's interesting i think i've heard before partner like the partners pretty much but i've never heard the yeah the the corporation versus corporation thing it's true yeah especially with some of the you know i mean especially when you're dealing with certain players certain players are corporations so it's like yeah, that's what i'm saying like you look literally LeBron James, like lebron james is playing and he's a billionaire yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying like, come on, man. He's got, he's got more money than some of the you know, minority owners uh, of the of the team, probably. You know, it's, yeah. uh, it's crazy. <laughs> yeah. All right, people, that does it for us. Thanks for tuning in to Believe in Seventy Sixers, presented by Bet Online. We'll see you guys next week as maybe we get this Kevin Durant uh, trade uh, happening. <laughs> but we'll, Cross we'll fingers. Cross our fingers. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. All right, guys, have a good one. Later, Thanks. guys. Take it easy. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.